Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. And Father, thank you that um, you will cause these words to be real in people's hearts, that you will bring them to remembrance, uh, the perseverance that's needed to endure to the end of our trials. And we thank you so much, Father, for doing that. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, we're calling this Enduring in Your Faith Unto God. And we're going to start with The Trial of Perseverance. Samuel Fire, three sixteen twenty three. I had a vision of the peak of a large mountaintop. The wind was howling and very intense, and it was freezing cold. <clears throat> well, the mountain of Babylon that is in the whole earth, uh, where the love of many has grown cold, and we're tossed about by every wind of change and doctrine uh, in a cold winter of tribulations. Not at all meaning we have to wait for the tribulation, but um, everybody's in tribulations. Anyway, Matthew uh, 24, 9 through 13 says, Then shall they deliver you up unto tribulation, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many stumble, and shall deliver up one another, and shall hate one another. And uh, many false prophets shall arise, and shall lead many astray. And because iniquity shall be multiplied, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Amen. And let me say that um, we've kind of had a, a mini-tribulation leading up to the tribulation uh, for the man, child, and bride. And I think this pretty well applies, okay? Uh, and also want to share Ephesians four fourteen and 15. That we may be no longer children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men in craftiness after the wiles of error, but speaking truth in love, we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, even Christ. He went on to say there was a rope bridge that went from the top of the peak and led far away into the clouds. And I believe this is representing our journey towards the heavenly places in Christ. Uh, Christ is uh, the third strand in the ropes that make up uh, the rope bridge that leads to the heavenlies. Because Ecclesiastes 4 and 12 tells us, Though one may be overpowered by another, who can withstand him? Two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Absolutely. Jesus is with us. Uh, I could see where it ended, but it was high in the clouds. The robe was swinging back and forth very fast, and it seemed that it would be so very difficult to walk across it. That's what trials are like. Right? John 16 and 33 says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. So in the world, it doesn't matter whether you're in the tribulation, you still will have tribulation. I saw a man that was heavily weighed down with heavy items or burdens, and he was trying to get across the rope bridge while trying very hard not to fall off over the edge. Yeah, um, Isaiah 10 24 through 27 says this, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, the Lord of hosts, O my people that dwellest in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrian, though he smite thee with the rod, 
and lift up his staff against thee after the manner of Egypt. For yet a very little while, and the indignation against thee shall be accomplished, and mine anger shall be directed to his destruction. And the Lord of hosts will stir up against him a scourge. And then in 27, uh, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall depart from off of thy shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed by reason of fatness. Yes, your oppressive enemies will be brought down. The man was at a standstill and was really struggling, and he wasn't sure if he should just turn him back and or not, you know. Um, this represents fears and doubts and unbelief and that tempt us to go back. But the Lord will not give us more than we can bear. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as man can bear. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation make also the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Amen. Amen. I then heard the voice of God say in a loving, encouraging, and fatherly voice, Take one more step towards me. Yeah, when you think you just can't go on, right? Well, you you can. Uh, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, right? I saw God watching this man the whole time, and I felt God was so pleased in this man's attempt and progress in braving the rope bridge. God was so happy just to see the man taking one more step towards him. I felt the father was uh, drawing this man just like you would a child, and he had a pleased smile on his face. Well, speaking of the prodigal son, it says in Luke 15 and 20, And he arose and came to his father. But while he was yet far off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And uh, Exodus 34 and 6. And the Lord passed by before him, that is Moses, and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth. Amen. He is so. And this one uh, was Samuel Fire on, we called it, Stay on the Straight Path, 325-23. I heard the Lord say, Stay on course. Any deviation will lead to a completely different destination. Stay true and straight, always making necessary adjustments to stay on the correct path. Well, Isaiah 30 and 21 says, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. Walk ye uh, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Now, of course, this is just saying that this is the path, not right and not left, right? This is the path. Stay on the path. And we know it is the original word, the word behind us, not the modern-day religious system. Right? Then I saw in a vision a, a pilot in the cockpit of a plane. He was plotting the flight and getting ready to fly to a destination very far away. He was checking for any possible errors in the flight path. Well, Psalm 4 and 4 says, Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. You talk to God a lot in the night, I do. <laughs> and He talks a lot to me during the night too because it's quiet. You know. Once airborne, He had to ensure that the angle was true and on course. And even the slightest error 
would eventually take him far away down to the wrong destination. Okay. Psalm 77, 1 through 6. I will cry unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he will give ear unto me. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night and slacked not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and am disquieted. I complain and my spirit is overwhelmed. Selah. Thou holdest mine eyes watching. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart, and my spirit maketh diligent search. Amen. I understood that this represents our walk with the Lord, he said, and we must check out current life and what we are doing to make sure it's aligned with the truth of his word and the will of the Father following Jesus completely. If we did not do this, it would cause us to have the wrong outcome and a most undesirable destination. Okay, I thought of uh, Proverbs 3, uh, 1 through 8. My son, forget not my law, and let my thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace will they add to thee. Let not kindness and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tablet of thy heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and of man. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Which, of course, is where your life comes from, right? So, uh, this is Tiana Fire, 310.23. And we call it, When you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Yes, indeed. That's the way to the rest, right? Hebrews 3 and 15, While it is said, Today, if you shall hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. And Tiana said, As I was riding in the car with my husband, my heart was breaking for all the people we were driving past. I could see their bondages, and my heart desired so much for them all to be set free in Christ. Well, that brought to mind uh, Mike, Micah 6 and 8. He has shown me, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with thy God. Then I heard the Lord say, I want to heal and set the captives free more than you do. Hmm. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath set, sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, and to give unto them a garland for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified." 
Then she says, I then felt strongly to start writing down what the Lord was trying to say. But then I thought that maybe I wasn't really hearing from God, so I ignored the feeling. But the urge got stronger, and I felt that I am unworthy to hear from God, that I don't deserve to hear from Him, and I am nothing. I battled these thoughts and feelings all the time and have uh, unknowingly rebelled against uh, when God wanted me to do something because I had doubt that it was from God. So I didn't obey the Holy Spirit or share it. That comes brings to mind Isaiah fifty nine twenty one, And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, says the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Then, uh, Tiana said, I felt the Lord's presence get stronger. I then knew it was Him undeniably. I started to tear up while having to let go of doubt, unbelief, rejection, and fear of rejection. And uh, Jude 1, 20-22 says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have mercy, who are in doubt. Amen. It hurt because it's something so familiar to me and something I have had my whole life. Even though I've had uh, deliverance in some areas, there are still other areas that I don't even realize are doubt and unbelief. And this brings to mind Isaiah 42 and 3, A bruised reed will he not break, and a dimly burning wick will he not quench. He will bring forth justice in truth. So I pulled up the uh, notes app on my phone, and the Lord began speaking. Well, I'm going to add here Psalm 81 and 10. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. He said... Doubt and unbelief are your biggest hindrances. I felt God uh, is waiting on us to get in complete alignment with Him by faith through His grace to let go of all doubt and unbelief. Okay, so anyway, James 1, 6-8 says this, But let him ask in faith, nothing doubting, for he that doubteth, is like the surge of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. But uh, we must also remember that it says in Ephesians 2 and 8, For by grace have you been saved through faith, and that's not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works that no man should glory. Okay, she said, I then heard I want to heal and set the captives free more than you do. I gave you that desire. You call yourself an unworthy vessel, but unworthy vessels are who I want, just like your Brethren in times past who all had faults. In the world's eyes, they were also unworthy. But to me, you and all those that Christ lives in are vessels more worthy than anything you know in the physical. Hmm. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-31 says, For behold your calling, brethren, that not many wise after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Verse 27, 
And this is uh, corrected it with the numerics in a couple of places here. But God chose the foolish of the world. Things was not in there in the numerics. It's talking about people. God chose the foolish of the world that he might put to shame them that are wise. And God chose the weak of the world, again, canceling things, that he might put to shame them that are strong. And the base of the world and them that are despised did God choose. Yea, and the things that are not, that he might bring to naught the things that are. Not the things, but those that are. Excuse me. So, uh, again, it's talking about people. It's not talking about things. Okay. Um, 29 goes on to say that no flesh should glory before God. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who was made unto us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Yes, he is the one who gets the glory. We have to be careful and make sure. Amen. And he went on to say, I want to set free and heal all those around you that you see in pain and suffering. I want to reveal myself to them and show them my grace, my glory, and my power. But just like those that were witnesses of Jesus' miracles in his day, there will be those that see and still don't believe. Well, they are not elect of God, which are the called out ones, and they will not be given the grace to have the uh, gift of faith to believe. God grants this gift of faith to whom he will by grace. Revelation 21 and 8, But for the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable, and the murderers, and the fornicators, and the sorcerers, and the idolaters, and all liars. Their part shall be in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. There in this war that we see going on, there are many murderers, you know, especially on the left, uh, in the faction, and in the faction in the world, both. And they are sorcerers because it's witchcraft that they use. And they are all fornicators. And he's telling you that their part's going to be in the lake that burneth with fire without repentance. I want to manifest through you more than you want me to. I want to heal more than you do. I want revival more than you all. I want you to be my bride more than you want to be mine. This is not just for you, but for all my bride and my elect. All right, Joel 2, 28 and 29 says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out of my spirit. Oh, praise the Lord. And we know it's coming, Lord. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. You need to let go of all doubt and unbelief. It is hindering you and your brethren from me maturing and living through you. You need to stop and examine every thought and feeling and discern if it is faith or not. And what came is Psalm uh, 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. Doubt and unbelief, the Lord goes on to say, 
are the enemy's biggest weapons. And it is so familiar to you because it has been there your whole life and your ancestors' lives through all generations. Adam and Eve doubted me. Doubt and unbelief are the root of all sins, and it hinders everyone and everything. Yeah, and uh, when we obey Second Corinthians 3 and 18 to see Jesus in the mirror, we must change our opinion of ourselves by faith. We must see ourselves in a different way. Amen? Uh, my son has conquered these, and you need to let go of it. And I will grow in you. I want to grow in you and manifest quickly. Time is so short, and these are the last days. The wickedness will keep growing, but my light will grow even greater. And I want unworthy vessels, in the world's eyes that is, to flow through more powerfully. I have so many things planned, and much I want to do even now and in the days to come, but my vessels need to let go of all doubt, the doubt of worthiness for me uh, to manifest through you and to speak to you, doubt of my voice, doubt of my love for you, doubt of my willingness and desire to be in you a hundredfold. You ask me for so many things, but you have doubt that I will answer, and doubt that is in my will, or doubt that it is my will. I uh, I desire to answer all of you, and uh, for all that you ask for, too. I, I gave you those desires, but your doubt and unbelief hinder me from answering. Let go of all doubt. The doubt and unbelief keeps you from me. Also, doubt and unbelief are demons, and you can command them to go. You should take authority over it, whether you believe it's a demon or not. Amen? Take authority over it. The enemy knows that all things are according to your faith. What you believe you will receive, not just for you, but for all of my elect. The devil knows my word and my nature more than you do. He was so close to me, but I had to let him go. And that was, of course, because of rebellion, right? And all the evil and the suffering is my eternal mercy and grace, and it is for your good. There is so much of you that you cannot know or understand while you are here, but that's why you need to trust me and not doubt me. Let go of all doubt and unbelief. And help each other, uplift each other in each one's weaknesses. You are one. Build one another's faith. Don't tear it down. Be in unity and not divided. My bride is one. And now and in eternity, I have chosen you all for me. I have brought you out and I will take everything unholy out of you and you will be whole. You already are by faith, and it's going to manifest. Let go of all doubt. I love you, and the world has corrupted what you think love is and how love is to be. But I am greater than your greatest imagination. I created everything. Let go of everything you know that isn't the sum of my word. I am yours. And you are mine, and I will carry you and manifest through you the rest of the way and into eternity. And he says, uh, eternity is already now. That's in God's view, right? And this is uh, Debbie Finsky, 4723. Uh, called it, The Righteous Shall Not Be Put to Shame. Amen. And Debbie spoke this word from the Lord at our Friday evening meeting. Why is there shame? For I see shame. I see each and every heart. 
I see where some of you are weak in walking in my son's accomplished work for you at the cross. Have not your sins been cast into the depths of the sea? Are not your sins removed from you as far as the east is from the west? And when you confess your sins to me and repent, do I not forgive them? My dear children, I forgive them. Therefore break forth into praise unto me, for that I have made you mine. And I see you as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am still making and shaping you into my likeness. Do not look at your old self. That old self that you so often look at was on the cross. Look at the cross and see yourself there with me. Cast off the shame, for it is it died there. I know what you know. For I have revealed much to you, and I know what you have received, and you know what you have received. So do not fall backward. Press onward into the higher realm of faith that I am taking you into. I see you, and what I am seeing is my perfected ones. I smile upon you, my perfected ones. Keep pressing in. Keep your eyes looking right on as you keep pressing on. Yes, keep pressing in and on to that high calling that I have called you to. Let go and live in total faith in me. Have faith in me, the faith that comes only from me. Have faith in the authority that I have given you over all the power of the evil one, your enemy. Yes, my children, now you know where that shame is coming from. Rise up, take your sword, knowing who you are in me, and cast down the lies of the devil. See that he has already been overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the very word of your testimony. And this is, of course, because you did not love your life unto death. Mm-hmm. So, be bold, be strong, as you press on to your high calling in Christ Jesus. Now I say to you, repent. You must repent of looking at your old self, old sins and shame. Tear down those idols, my children. What more must I say? I see you as complete and new, and you must see me in you. There is your help, faith confidence, strength, endurance, yea, your very full salvation. There is nothing else for you now but the life of Jesus in you. And, of course, we see that in the mirror. That's our faith. That's our good confession, right? Amen. And he goes on to say, Take heed to these words I am speaking to you, my beloved one, so that you will not be led astray by the errors of your own thinking uh, and the errors of others and your own ways. Continue in my word and my ways. There is your victory. Remember, I am not against you. I am for you, for you are mine. See my arms always stretched out to you. Come unto me and be saved. Remind, uh, help and encourage one another with these words. Well, amen. I agree. And uh, we call this Fiercely Faithful. This was Julie, daughter of the King, April 1st, 2023. My child, encourage my people with my words. I see your journey from a perspective that you are not able to completely understand now, but very, very soon you will understand and the suffering in this life. I have given you parts of the bigger picture, a glimpse into the reason and meaning behind why there must be suffering while you are here. But as my spirit comes to pour out in full measure, your spiritual eyes will see clearly, 
and you will rejoice in that you suffered well. For those who have suffered much, I am here. I have always been here. I have not only walked beside you through this life, but I go before you. I am your rear guard. I head you in on all sides, but most importantly, I am within. There's a price to pay, yes, for the for following me and for walking in obedience. Suffering in this life may not seem to bring a desirable outcome from your perspective, but it is the, the heart in the suffering that I see. I see all of you who are my hidden ones, but uh, fierce warriors. You who are uh, no one in the world, you who suffer alone and without physical comfort from another, you who suffer long, hard, and much, let me assure you, my beautiful ones, that I see every tear, I hear every thought, I hold you, and I comfort you from within. It is I who gives you the inner strength to go one more minute, one more hour, one more day, not giving in to despair, doubt, or fear, but rather praising me all the more that you are chosen, and I was with you from your beginning as I chose you for this season, uh, because I saw you would suffer well. I saw your fierce faithfulness and your steadfast endurance, your quiet obedience in the suffering. And I said, yes, you are my beloved. You will glorify me much in your suffering, and the reward will far outweigh the cost for the short time that you are here. You trust me for the outcome, and you believe that I will heal you at the appointed time. Even without the full understanding, you accept what I allow for you, and you don't complain or become bitter. Your testimony will be so powerful for others, and I will manifest myself to them through you. I am coming for you sooner than you think. Continue to seek me in every moment. Pray and talk to me without ceasing. I love you, my beloved ones. I love you. Yahushua. And uh, she gives some verses here. Second Corinthians 5 and 7. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. First Peter 4.19 Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit and the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Yes, he is. He's creating us, right? Psalm 56 and 8 Thou tellest my wanderings, but thou... Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? And Philemon 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Psalms 139 and 16, Thine eyes did see my substance, substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. In Isaiah 62, 1-7. For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness uh, thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. 
but thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night, yet that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give him no rest till he establish and until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. And she said, My husband said, With every tear we shed and through our sufferings, Father is always with us. He collects our tears in his bottle, and he knows how hard it can be to overcome this world and the infirmity of the flesh. But the just shall walk by faith. Through faith we believe, through faith we perceive persevere, and through faith we mature, and we trust him even in the hardest of circumstances, for he cares for us and loves us beyond measure. We are his, and he refines us in the fires of affliction to bring forth a vessel ready for the next stage of the journey in him. And we are almost there. Let us lay down all that we have gone through in on our Father's altar and ask Him to use our sufferings for His purposes and for His glory. Uh, the following is an abridged version of the understanding Father gave my husband and I, and I about how He weaves our experiences and sufferings into a glorious tapestry of the children of the great I Am. My love is eternal, and as an expression of my love manifested in and through my children, I have created an interwoven tapestry of my children's journeys as they go through this life and the fires of affliction that I allow uh, to greater intimacy in me. It is made up of all of your struggles, sufferings, triumphs, and it highlights the heart motive of each life decision you have made in the depth of color and brilliance displayed. Each decision a person makes to walk in greater faith and obedience, and what I have called them to do produces an outcome in the spirit. This, in turn, affects how each thread is added in how all are connected to display the beauty and brilliance of my design. It is a wonder to behold. My beloved ones, you are precious in my sight, and this life is filled with so much that you don't fully understand. But the time is coming when you will, and great will be your reward in heaven. Hold on to my truths and my promises and rejoice. I am always with you in your sufferings, and I sit with you in the ashes. Will you praise me and continue to walk in greater faith, even in affliction? Let not bitterness take root, but give me your sufferings, as you have given me your hearts and your lives. I am always with you. You are loved beyond measure, my precious ones, hold fast till I come. Yahushua. Okay, this is Samuel Fire again, March 2023. Do all things out of my love. Amen. I was in prayer and heard the Lord say, Question yourself. Is what you are doing out of love and not for how they can love you in return, or the benefits you, you would receive? Is your love uh, presented in a way that they can receive it from their point of view? Would I approve of what you are doing to them? Why do you want to do it? 
In other words, what are the motivations here, right? For self or because of fear or maybe insecurity? Or is it because I am and my love through you conquers all? Many have come before me and failed. I felt there have been many who said they were righteous and deserved to be accepted into heaven, but were denied for self-works and did not love for his glory. Rest in my promises and in knowing that I need you. Well, of course, he paid the ultimate price for us and has heavily invested into us with uh, need for those whom he has chosen, right? Even a tiny light can overcome, overwhelm, and destroy the pitch-black darkness. And he goes on to say, I was reminded of a watch I wore when I was a child that I pressed a button and it was bright enough to see in the dark at night. Amen. Speak and be the image of my light and my word as my Son has given the example. Be strong to never let anything change the Christ in you. We are conquerors by faith. You have two ears. In other words, we must be quick to hear and slow to speak, right? Um, you can't shut your ears, but you can shut your mouth. <laughs> Good advice. You only got one mouth, you got two ears, right? So you need to listen more than you talk, right? Uh, and he, Samuel went on to say, I felt very convicted about what I speak and to let my words be few. So the Lord went on. Be strong. Nothing can separate you from me. Do not let the darkness overtake the light. You are dear and near to me than even the breath that you breathe. Reach up, grab a hold. Do you not see that I wait for you for an infinite, eternal love relationship forever? Come, let us sup together. Well, amen. That is so good. Well, Lord, we know you love us. We know you chose us. We know you're drawing us to yourself. We know that you grant repentance. We know that you give us the gift of faith to go on. For by grace have you been saved through faith, and that's not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, Lord, we ask you to continue to put your faith in our hearts and uh, to dispel all doubt and unbelief, um, all this foolishness that is fired into our mind by enemies that we uh, are learning to cast down and hold fast to those things that are biblical. And uh, we don't want to uh, add to or take from your word uh, because that brings us under the curse. So, Father, we ask that you would grant us... Uh, and bring all things to our remembrance that you have said unto us. And let us recognize by your Spirit thoughts that are correct and thoughts that are to be kicked out. Uh, thoughts that um, are illegal, uh, especially uh, against ourselves or against the people around us. Uh, let us kick them out. They are pollution. If we accept them, we're accepting pollution. And then we're being separate from the Lord. We're becoming lukewarm instead of hot. So thank you, Father, for what you're doing. We ask um, your grace always and every day. We need you. Without you, we can do nothing. But with you, we can do all things. And we have been convinced by your gospel that we have you. We behold in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are uh, transformed into that same image from glory to glory, as from the Lord the Spirit. Lord, we are convinced. We see Jesus. And we we become more and more familiar with who He is and what are His thoughts 
and what is his spirit by becoming familiar with the word of God, which came from you, Lord. So we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this grace you've given unto us. We ask, Lord, that you uh, constantly bring to our remembrance those things that you have said unto us. And we thank you so much, Lord, for your mercy in choosing us and drawing us unto you. And, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you use us to be ministers of reconciliation to the world around us, that we would reconcile them to you through the promises of your gospel, your very, very good news, that we would give it to them and they would be reconciled unto you also. Lord, there's a multitude of people waiting out there for our words from you to reach their hearts and to bring them into the kingdom. Lord, thank you for this great revival you've promised, and we so believe. And uh, we're even beginning to see the front edges of it. Yeah, it's so awesome. So thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Father, let your people all get involved in getting the gospel out. Uh, It is the Great Commission. It wasn't just given to those disciples. It's given to all of us. Let all of your people get involved in this. It's a heavy burden, and uh, and more and more people are going to be coming into the kingdom, and uh, so uh, everybody needs to get involved. Everybody needs to abide in you and seek first uh, the kingdom of God and your righteousness, and so that all things will be prepared for us too. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for drawing us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we praise and we give thanks unto you, Lord, every day, Lord, even in the middle of the night. We give praise and thanks to you and sing to you. And, uh, Lord, we we thank you that your mercy is in us. And uh, let us always err on the side of mercy, Lord, and forgiveness. And, uh, and uh, never be caught up in the things of the wicked world and the hatred and the criticism of the wicked world. Thank you, Father, for the victory you have given unto us. Thank you that you've already conquered our enemies, Lord. And even among them, Lord, that you're going to bring some fruit and you're going to draw unto you and you're going to grant repentance. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father, for your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Praises to your name. Thank you for making this opportunity for us to uh, chat with the brethren out there. And thank you so much, Lord, that they are going to retain the things that they're hearing and they're going to be able to walk close to you in all of this. And they're going to cast down all doubt and unbelief and discouragement and depression, all these enemy demons that want to separate them from your promises. Thank you, Father, for doing that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good night, folks.